rock and roll, 50s rock and roll. I'm into 50s rock and roll. Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis. 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 50s rock and roll, 50s rock and roll. Now it's really going. Um. Oh, yesterday, all my troubles seem so far. Now I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe in 50s rock and roll And Sean Nate is two top tens Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast That was my favorite Bob Dylan song And we got to the Bob Dylan Explosion today, two very, very special guests, my friend Brian Moore, and back for the attack, Stephen Garcia. We're going to talk all about Bob Dylan, and we've broken it up into two types of Bob. There's a good Bob, and there's a bad Bob. <laughs> Some might say there's a good Bob and a bad Bob inside of us all. And we're gonna explore good Bob and bad Bob. Don't you know it? Welcome to the show, Sean Davis, two top tens. Honorable mention, though, uh, my buddy Matt sent me a uh, text message the other day of a garage sale find that he scored. Um, it was a bunch of Dylan um, bootleg live tapes oh, I mean, that he picked up. And one of them was from uh, the State Fair in like 94. We were there. We were there. So. Man, I was seeing Bob back in 94. Man, but were you there at the State Fair in 94? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I was. Um, oh, yeah, everybody, I got to reset the letters to the editors. So if you've sent a letter to the editor in up to this point, I'm sorry, it's lost forever. I had to fire the old clerk. On his way out, he threw the, all the fucking archives into the fucking reservoir. There is not a letter that I could have saved. Like a rolling stone, like a hurricane. Everybody, um, so before we get into it, uh, just a quick uh, check-in with my uh, co-host. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Absolutely. You want to tell uh, my listeners a little bit about yourself? <laughs> sure. My name is Brian, and uh, my mm -hmm. last name is Moore. Mm -hmm. Checks out. Checks out. Um, checks out. <laughs> as far as authority on being here, I have none, but I do play in a Bob Dylan uh, tribute act. Called? Before the Flood. Before the Flood. Detroit's premier Bob Dylan tribute act. 
you know, I've seen you guys. One thing I like about it, Brian, is that you guys do definitely tribute, and there is a sense of you're trying to recreate a, a, a vibe of the Dylan thing, but you're not full curly wig, you know, you're not, you're not, it, it's not like a costume, like a kiss tribute or an Alice Cooper or something like that, you know? So, uh, Thanks, um, no, this is normal clothes, normal clothes. Um, and also that more than qualifies you to be on this podcast as a, as an expert. Playing in a tribute band, absolutely. And uh, Stephen Garcia, how you doing, buddy? I'm glad to be back. I, I feel <laughs> bad for the audience. That if I were the audience, I'd be like, why again already? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no, Stephen. Uh, pretty good numbers on your episode. Okay, good. All right. Um, you know, so uh, I'm bringing in the people. Not completely unpopular. This might be the un- un- undoing of the pot, though. So uh, let's get into it. Brian, would you like to start out on Good Bob, Bad Bob, Bob Dylan? Explosion on Sean Nader's two top tens. Let's do it. So you took uh, <laughs> you took um, Good Bob, right? I hope so. All right. So what's number ten? What's Good Bob? Okay, number ten. Uh, good Bob. I was thinking, go with something that's kind of a favorite I've ever been in the room. And of course, when uh, Bob Dylan toured with the Grateful Dead. Good mm. Bob. Good Bob. Nineteen eighty-seven. Okay. Good Bob. Good Bob. Any uh, any thoughts about that, Brian? Did you uh, do you enjoy that um, that album that they made? You know, I think <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of Wait, a long pause. I thought uh, you made the good list. Um, <laughs> but we all like the Grateful Dead, and I yes, think I love the Grateful Dead. Worth the price of admission to see Bob and Jerry next to each other. Um, yes, I definitely would have paid probably what 1980s prices. That was probably like 19 bucks or something like that, right? Probably, probably got to go cheaper, probably cheaper. Probably cheaper, probably right? Che- well, maybe 19. 19. If you really wanted a good seat, you probably could have thrown on 25 and gotten a front row fucking oh, yeah. Yeah. mamma jamma fucking spit on by Bob. Um, interesting, interestingly enough, my 10 for Bad Bob is after the Grateful Dead tour that Dylan did, he asked if he could join the Dead as a full-time member. Come on. He did. That's and not real He dumb. did. He did check out Bill Kreitzman's book. It's true, <laughs> fucking. And forever, I thought that it was uh, Phil Lesh that vetoed him from getting into the band. But what did you learn? It truth. was Billy Kreitzman that be- vetoed him because really? he thought the tour was dog shit. And he was just like... <laughs> That's enough of that, man. We're not having more of that. That bullshit. Like, Fuck you, Dylan. Fuck you, Bob Dylan. You know, but that's Bill Kreutzmann. So, not really so much a bad Bob, but he kind of did a bad job. So, Bad Billy said, no way, fucking bad Bob. Fucking N O. From Kreutzmann. Not Phil Lesh. Because I thought it was Lesh initially, because that box of rain would have been kicked out of the rotation completely, you know? <laughs> Because Dylan had to do Watchtower, you know, Dylan's got to do fucking Wiggle Wiggle. Right. You know, and I was just like, what about my tunes? What about for my tunes? You yeah. know? And Brett wasn't getting shit. Midland wasn't doing band. nothing, dude, no. so. But it was really Kreitzman. So uh, what, do you got, what do you got for your number nine? Number nine, I have a super obvious one, Going Electric. Playing electric music and evolving. That was good, you're right. I'm, uh, yes. Good Bob! Good job. And it wasn't always easy. There's a myth that it was easy, but 
bad stuff. And it was so bad that Levon Helm quit the Europe tour in the middle of the tour. Levon was playing drums? He was, it was with the band, yeah. I just, I just... Oh, they were back in... Okay, I got you. I got you. Did you watch the... I'm with you. Did we talk about this last time, Sean? Did you watch the documentary yet? The the Robbie Robertson Band of Brothers yet? Oh, I haven't Um, watched it. You guys haven't watched it yet? I did. I did not. I did not. Okay, you guys need to watch it. I've seen the Levon Helm one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I just learned that that Levon quit the tour. Yeah. Went back to Arkansas. Um, handle the booze. Too much booze. Just for fucking playing electric guitars, dude. That's how people fucking... You know, and that's why people talk about world peace and they're just like, you know, all the races and religions are going to unite someday. You can't even get people to take music and be like, oh, he's playing an electric... <laughs> Fuck this shit, <laughs> fucking, you know? No, 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 no. So you're going to get fucking Muslims and Jewish people and Catholics to all stand together? I don't think so, buddy. Anyway, my number nine is Bob Dylan. Bad Bob Dylan meets Andy Warhol back in 1965. And he's a real fucking dickhead. The poor old Andy Warhol fucking... dick to him. Hey, you guys are both creative forces in the 60s. Maybe you could have gotten along a little better, a little better. But Edie Sedwick got in the way. Yeah, so that was the whole uh, point of contention between Bob and Andy was this fucking lady, Edie Sedwick, just some rich person that just kind of hung around. Goddamn bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie, you know, and they both loved her or something. I don't know. I thought it was like, I don't think she was worth fighting for at all. I think I would rather be friends with Andy Warhol, personally, you know. Um, but uh, he uh, thought Warhol's art stunk, so when he came to the factory he was a real fucking jerk about it. Um, he took a, uh, he was in one of the screen tests. Warhol used to do these screen tests where he would be, you know, film a little bit of footage of somebody kind of just standing there, looking at the camera, saying a couple words, sometimes saying the same word, you know, and he did one of Dylan. And Dylan took one of his big Elvis silk screens as payment. Some people say Andy gave it to Bob. Some people say Bob took it, but he took one of the big Elvis silk screens, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. It's a picture of Elvis with the gun from some Western where he's pointing the gun. It's really cool. And it's from fucking Andy Warhol and, uh, and Bad Bobby traded it for a sofa. Oh, that's right, fucking. Shoved it right up old Andy Warhol's ass, so. And that was a last minute entry, guys. That wasn't even in the notebook. I, I wrote that on a piece of separate paper right there. That was a last minute substitution. I thought of that one in the shower right there, boom. Cause everybody knows Bobby D was told Cause I'm walking on down the road Brian, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I believe we're on eight now, right? I think so. So for number eight, getting a little more serious here, we have uh, a song called Abandoned Love. Ooh! And uh, <laughs> in particular, a performance of the song Abandoned Love at the Bitter End uh, in July of 1975. 
Okay. So to set this up a little, you have uh, Ramblin' Jack Elliott, who was on the, the Rolling Thunder tour with Dylan. He was playing a show uh, in, in the first set. Dylan slipped in and sat in the back. Um, and he stopped, stopped for set break. People started noticing Dylan, okay, I'm definitely staying type thing, you know. Um, and, uh, and Jack started talking to Dylan, they went to the back, you know, Jack comes out for uh, the second set, plays like two songs, invites Dylan out, and, um, and Dylan plays a couple more random songs with him, songs I didn't know, I'm not cool enough to know, but, um, <laughs> and Dylan, Dylan starts playing a song himself, and uh, his guitar's buzzing, so he asks uh, Jack to switch guitars with him, he switches guitars with him. And he starts playing this song. It was the only time he played the song. It's called Abandon Love. Um, and it's about his uh, wife, Sarah, at the time. They were going through some stuff and eventually uh, split like two years later. A really beautiful song. Uh, you, can, you can actually listen to the audio on YouTube. And so that's a really nice moment that was captured. So. All right. What's your little snippet of it? You got any of that? Yeah, actually, I would love to play you guys just a little snippet. Ooh, that, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, because that yeah. that's what our band likes to do. We like to try and capture a little bit of that energy, whether it's a live show or an album, just kind of bring that magic to Oh, uh, so this will be nice. To the crowd. A band on love. Beautiful man, they should take the uh, they should take the original off the record and replace it with that. I think that's fucking that's that's good enough. Issue that shit. Um, and speaking of records, my number eight for Bad Bob is uh, the Civil War poem. So he put out this record called Modern Times, and there's a song on there which uh, apparently plagiarizes some uh, poetry from. Uh, a dude named uh, Henry Timrod, who was a Confederate poet anyway, so, uh, you know, hey, suck my dick, suck my dick, Henry Timrod, suck my dick, Henry Timrod. Yeah, yeah, the South will rise again, Henry, huh? You fucking Nimrod, Timrod. But, uh, you know, and everyone laid into Bob saying that he, uh, he, he, he plagiarized old uh, Timrod's fucking work. And when asked about it, uh, Bob said, um, uh, wussies and pussies complain about this kind of stuff. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so I think that pretty much does the, uh, that ended my uh, research on that. So, that's right. So, uh, uh, you got a number seven, Brian? Seven, I'm the seven. So, seven is personal for me. This is, uh, the 1974 comeback tour with the band. Ooh. After uh, taking seven, eight years off from touring. And uh, uh, the album that came from it, the live album, is called Before the Flood. That's where we get our name from. But it's, uh, it's a really high, uh, high energy, emphatic tour. Very spiteful sounding um, songs. And he takes a lot of the, uh, the classics and he changes them to make them very hard rockers. So, I don't know, I really like that tour. And he was doing multiple shows a day. They did 40 dates in some really um, compact um, time period, and we're doing multiple shows a day. 
which is insane to me. So what, like an afternoon, like a what, like a five and then a, a nine? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, and then these were like 20, 23, 24, 25 song shows. And, uh, That's wild. When you think about Dylan doing that at that stage in his career, like still like, excuse me, putting out that fucking, that, that <laughs> level of fucking, like Elvis at one point, even at his most Vegasy Vegas was still doing like, you know, he was doing quite a few shows, man. He was fucking, he was like, uh, uh, I said, oh, here comes the story of the hurricane. Uh, the ones the authorities came to blame. Uh, that's Elvis at five, right? And then he takes up the Dummerals. And then at the, at the at the 11 o'clock Vegas show, he's fucking, he's like, rolling stone. <laughs> I said, hey, Red Man, get out of Get out of here with those Bob Dylan songs, man. I'll tell you what. It's, that was a spot out. I gotta give myself some props for that. Spot odd fucking Elvis. Um, that's good. Any 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 more on uh No, uh that's it. That's it for me on on seven. So uh, up to the next thing is uh, stealing records. Bad Bobby Dylan was a notorious fucking record thief. Uh, he would steal 20 to 30 records at a time. His friends always knew it was Bob stealing it because he had excellent taste and would always take the good stuff. Uh, and he took one of uh, an old folk music New York guy, this guy Harry Smith, had this big record collection and part of it was this thing called the Anthology of Folk Music. And it had all these different installments, the blues and Appalachian music. And apparently Bob lifted uh, a certain volume set. It was like they had like volume one through six or something. No, no, no. And Bob took like volume four, all the records out of volume four. And a lot of people say uh, it's disputed whether he did or he didn't. Some people say they went to Dylan's apartment and shook him down and got the records back. Um, some people say it never happened, but some people say he did take them. Not only did he take the records, but he took the music therein. A double theft. So, bad idea, bad Bob. Fucking keep your sticky fingers off my fucking records, you fucking asshole. I'll break every rolling bone in your goddamn body. You steal my fucking Metallica records, buddy. I got that creeping death on green vinyl, bitch. Bobby, don't touch it. What do you got, Brian? Number six. I actually have a tie here, but they're related. Ooh, nice. So my tie is between Dylan's uh, Reborn era, which was 79 to 81. Yes, love it. Encompassing Slow Train, Coming, Saved, and Shot of Love. Listen to all three of those records today in preparation for the podcast. Awesome. They are fucking... Phenomenal, right? Phenomenal and underrated, and a lot of people say those are fucking bad records, but fucking... No! They are wrong. <laughs> yes. They're good, fucking... <laughs> no, those, if you like Bob Dylan... You know, and it's just like, here's the thing with Bob Dylan. His obvious shit... I think is so good and big and groundbreaking and iconic and has so much weight to it that all of the 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 girth of his fucking work gets ignored because it, his big stuff is so big, but the other stuff is so good. I was pressed making my Bad Bob list to find actual music that he made that I did it in some way. No, there's no bad music. Appreciate. But there might be Well, well, hey, 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 buddy, we, uh, you know, edit, hey, edit that out. Fucking, 
What are you saying? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and so that was a tie mm -hmm. with with a song from within that, which I really like, which is Solid Rock. Solid love, Rock. Okay. Love solid Rock. It's like. Uh, well, I'm hanging on to a solid rock. And it goes from there, but... Um, beautiful, beautiful version. That is absolutely... Highlight of... Uh, gorgeous. Love to play it live. What's you should it? check it out. There's actually a YouTube video. YouTube.com slash Spock's Brian. Spock's Brian. YouTube.com, Spock's Brian. Ch -ch 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 Check it out. Um, next up on my list would be number six, I believe. Um, the song They Killed Him uh, from uh, the 1986 Knocked Out and Loaded record. And I was looking for stuff that was bad, but I was just like, no, it's actually not bad. When the singers kick in <laughs> with God, They Killed Him, him. It fucking killed me. My God, they killed him. So here's the problem with it. It's a little hard to start a song with Mahatma Gandhi, right? <laughs> to have like the first, within the first four lyrics of your song be like, Mahatma Gandhi, he was such a hottie in his diaper and little glasses. Well, I would make passes at Gandhi's hot asses, passes at Gandhi's hot asses. Well, actually, it's a lot easier than uh, I just gave it credit. It's very easy to start a song with Mahat. <laughs> I guess if you're like me or Bob Dylan, I guess. That's just a song, a really good song. Yeah, so that's uh, that's my number six. Is they killed him? So it's not bad at all. It's good. I'm sorry. I just I couldn't. You know, I was looking for bad material. It's hard. I'm a fan, an unabashed fan. I fucking you know. My God, they killed him. They killed him. They're gonna kill Dylan too. Fucking. But I bet you killed uh, number five on your list. What is it, Brian? It. Another tie, but again related. I'm not doing anything cheap here. So this tie is a Grammys tie. Okay. Is this, did Bob win a Grammy? First one he did. First Grammy he won was in year, Stephen. Oh, I have no idea. 1979. <laughs> okay. Gotta serve somebody for best male rock vocal performance. Nice. Wow. Brilliant. Every and once in a while the Grammys gets it right. Right. So yeah. he technically won one with the concert for Bangladesh, but that oh. wasn't just him. So... Uh, also, there's a great YouTube video of this, and he comes out and plays, serves somebody, and everyone gets up and claps, you know, and uh, to me, they look like they're on uh, cocaine. The, the <laughs> Bob, Bob passing out little packets for everybody. Get ready to clap. Why you sniff this cocaine? And then, get ready to clap. You might be a dealer. But you're gonna have to serve somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, but really, the the irony um, of him singing to uh, these people clapping for him, gotta serve somebody. It's just really nice. It's, it's no, I love refreshing. it. I love it. Bob playing at the Grammys. I love it. Fucking crazy. You said it's a tie though. But it's a tie <laughs> with another Grammy performance. 
a song called Love Sick oh, and an incident yeah. called Soy Bomb. Oh yeah, Soy Bomb. Soy Bomb. We all remember Soy Bomb from the 90s fucking That was actually way more hype. That, that I gave him 3. I gave Soy Bomb 3. Actually, Soy Bomb. Getting on stage, right? <laughs> yeah. But I don't remember what. So Dylan's playing. It's like this really cool setting, especially for the Grammys, you know. And uh, and he's all serious. It's a fantastic song, am I right? Oh, of course. Absolutely awesome song. And then halfway through, it's this set sounds like what Steven's playing. Halfway through, this guy comes out with his shirt off, and it's a soy bomb on, and he starts doing this interpretive dance. Yeah. And Dylan's just like, oh. but Dylan is kind of used to that. Right. Yeah, right. He's unfazed coming on stage and just not paying attention to them, and so and but this guy's out there for like a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, and then finally, where was security? Security like picks him up and takes him off. Yeah, security was asleep at the wheel, but we're all the better for it. Exactly, soy bomb. So does anybody remember what soy bomb's actual mission? What was his mission state? What was he trying to do? What was his protest? Was it, was it like a North Korea thing? I, I can't remember. Was what. it just Dada? I don't, I don't know. Fucking. I have a story. Though. I have a related story. Okay. Uh, Dylan, a pine knob. 90-something. Okay. I don't know if you were there. Probably. I've seen Dylan a few times at the Knob. Yeah. It might have been the night after he played at St. Andrews. Okay. I didn't go to the St. Andrews show, but I went to that, that Pine Knob show. It might have been that Pine Knob show. But, uh, so it's first set, it's still light outside. And I don't know, I don't remember what he was playing. But all of a sudden... Seemingly hundreds of people just rushed the stage right. and got on stage <laughs> with Dylan and the band did not stop They just kept playing and Dylan didn't flinch He just stood there at the microphone and kept playing as he was surrounded by a bunch of crazed fucking maniacs who jumped on stage Well, yes. Oh, well, yes. He's like, it's all right. They're not gonna hit me I was very impressed that uh, Dylan didn't flinch. He didn't care He's got those Grammys. He's got those double yeah, Grammys in the back. He's like, I already won my Grammys. Yeah. If Soy Bomb couldn't stop me, then this crowd surely won't. <laughs> <laughs> I will not die, Pine Knob, if Soy Bomb didn't take me out. <laughs> That's right. Um, I got a number. Uh, I got a number five, guys. Steve, Brian. Uh, and it's Stinky Potties. Dylan had a uh, overflowing porta potty on his property. He said that the guards used it, but mm, I don't fucking know. Uh, and when a uh, inspector from the Los Angeles County uh, Sanitation Department tried to come and check it out, he threatened to sue him for trespassing. Bobby's got a stinky fucking stinky portage on. 
at the corner of the fucking property. He doesn't give a fuck. Like a rolling fucking turn. <laughs> well, okay, fucking. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't want to. Brian, you got a you got a number five? <laughs> please, please, please. Four, I think, round, right? We got number four for you. Number four. For number four, I have a Victoria's Secret commercial. Ooh, that's a good one. We fucking yeah, we uh, we talked about this a little bit on the All Occult episode a few uh, episodes back about uh, Bob's absolutely sinister. He looks fucking scary in that shit. Dude. <laughs> he does. He doesn't say anything. He just creeps around. It's uh... has kind of like a weird. I think he has a wig on too, or something like a. Yeah, he fucking. That's creepy. He's just like I wanna. Wait, is that on the bad Bob list or good? No, Bob? this is. I'm good Bob. Oh, that's good Bob. Oh, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> Bob lurking around the angels. A positive fucking. Uh, well, number four on my list is actually a negative, uh, big time, because, uh, <laughs> man, Bob Dylan had some bad hygiene. <laughs> Apparently, Bob doesn't like to brush his teeth, would often sleep in his clothes, wear them for days. Uh, Paul McCartney said he ran into Bob at Heathrow Airport a few years ago, and he said Bob uh, looked like a black man. Cause I'm the bag man, Bob looks like the bag man Cause he's the bag man, yes he's the bag man <laughs> Sir Paul dressed in his fucking finery dude In some suit hand sewn by the queen's fucking sister Doesn't give a fuck dude Bobby's rolling around with a CVS bag Full of guitar picks and fucking Nutri-Grade bars I think fucking more power to you, Dylan. Bad Bob. I mean, I don't, I'm not down with stinky breath, but don't live your life by Paul McCartney's. If I've learned one thing in this world, it's absolutely do not fucking live your life by Paul McCartney's standards. That's right. It's true. Decent, decent enough. We all end up writing silly love songs. Yesterday, I believe in yesterday. No more silly love songs. I believe in yesterday. Silly love songs, I believe in yesterday. No more silly love songs, I believe in yesterday. Yesterday, 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 yesterday. Beautiful. Do you have a number three, Brian? I do. And I have another song for you guys. Oh, perfect, man. Perfect. So, this is a little known fact. Um, an artist which I know you guys both respect. Uh, co-wrote a song that was actually super uh, popular for this artist um, and he wrote it with Bob Dylan mm. and uh, the, the name of the song is Steel Bars and it's by <laughs> Mike Bolton <laughs> Mike Bolton goes a little something like this Steel Bars wrapped around me I've been a prisoner since the day you found me I've been forever till the end of time Steel bar 
Beautiful, beautiful. All these deep Dylan cuts today. I love it, man. It's fucking so, so good. Um, Mike Bolton. Well, Mikey B, dude. Mike Bolton. Um, so I think I brought number three. Is it number three or number two? Number three? Um, three. Number three on the list is... Uh, so uh, Bob Dylan lied about not having parents. Broke his mom's heart. <laughs> Old bad Bob. They said, Bob, what's up with your mom and dad? He said, I don't got a mom and I don't got a dad. And it makes me feel bad because I've been rambling on this road with no parents. But he had parents. That's right. Uh, his mom and dad loved him very much, actually. Uh, old Betty and Abe Dylan. Uh, they cared for him, um, and they were they were alive the whole time. But in later years, he did take care of them uh, in their old age. And uh, his mom did say she thought Bob was a gifted poet, even though he did say at one point that they uh, didn't exist. So good on Bob, old bad Bob. I got no parents. I swear I don't. Do you got a number two, Brian? Number two? I can't believe we're already to number two. That's right, man. So number two, this might get a little cheesy, you know. A little serious, but... It's okay. Number two for That's me, all right. We have the capacity to do that on this podcast, man. Actually, I'm glad Steven's here because at one point in time, I was not a fan of Bob Dylan. Mm. And I was among the people that were confused why... When listening to something that doesn't sound that good, so many people, <laughs> so many people were so obsessed, right? And Stephen told me sometime I would just get it, and then everything would change. And that actually did happen to me, and I feel like that's pretty uh, standard for most people. It's like Dylan hits you with the right lyric at the right time of your life, and all of a sudden you just enter this world where you understand like everyone else why he's so powerful, um, you know, despite not passing the general test people have for music, <laughs> which is the listen test. <laughs> which is your ears. <laughs> That's right. You can't always rely on how music sounds. Same thing happened um, to me. Yeah, no. what, what's, your, what's your coming to Jesus moment with Dylan? Uh, always liked them. Parents played them a lot. Didn't get more into them. And so, well, you know what, though? That's not true. Because I bought, uh, was it Time Out of Mind when it came out? Actually, so I was, I was so, so, yeah, somewhere in the mid, I always liked them. I saw them at the state fair. I've seen Dylan a zillion times. I never didn't like Bob Dylan. And actually something that got bumped off the list was when I saw Bob at the Fox Theater a couple years ago, he came through and about three quarters of the way through the set, some old fucking geezer got up and was walking away and was like, fucking, no, no. No! I don't like this Bob Dylan show. He's not playing the songs how I like them. He's like, and it's just like, yo, dude, Bob Dylan doesn't fucking care if you like it. If you like it, he's like, cool, I'm glad you like it. But Bob Dylan is like, oh, I'm not gonna play them because Bill, the fucking, you know, the project manager from Novi wants to hear Like a Rolling Stone a certain way. Well, Bill. Project manager way out of here, buddy. Fucking. I agree. I hear that every single time I go to a Dylan show. You go to take a piss and it's like, 
but it doesn't sound that good. You're like, what? It doesn't sound like the record I have. 77, yeah, exactly. What are you doing From from 1962. you don't understand? What's happening? How did you end up here? (laughs) You're like, you saw him in 1970? Took a break. I'm back at it 2017. That's right. That's my fucking... I remember. I used to be skinny, too. Bob Dylan made these pants tight. These eggs weren't made right. Let me speak to the manager. What was... Bob Dylan. Who's Bob Dylan's manager? Let me speak to... Tell me your moments, Stephen. I want to know when it was that you... uh, So I don't think I had a moment. Oh, uh, it was... um, for me, it was uh, Brian Avine, props, Brian Avine, uh, wonderful guitar player, currently of Dead Again, formerly yes, yes, of yes, yes, yes. Rubber Soul. Um, A Detroit Eastside yeah, jam band icon, yeah, I, I would Sean, say. Sean talks about Rubber Soul all the time on the podcast. I do, I love it. <laughs> Eastside Detroit's premier <laughs> jam band. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm an unabashed fan. Absolutely. Fucking yeah, I think it was... Uh, I can't think of a better one. Who was better? Purple Room? Fuck Purple Room. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Deep cuts. Inside baseball. Yeah. Um, it was B.A. for me. It was yeah. B.A.? Yeah. Was, you don't remember the song? Yeah, or, I know exactly what song album. it was. What yeah. song? Yeah, it was uh, one of the Balduck shows. We played... Um, Fourth time around. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And for some reason, uh, Brian had some kind of connection to that song. He was like, we're playing this song. And then I was like, okay, I well, guess Bob Dylan's cool. That's like uh, the one that they say that uh, John Lennon and Dylan wrote the melody to together. Really? And really? Norwegian Wood came out. Whoa. And then with that same melody, basically... And then Bob was like, came out with fourth time after. Oh yeah, and, you know, I never thought of it. They are similar yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, How you about know, that? interesting, right? All right. Well, mine, mine is freewheeling. I was dating a girl out in Vermont, and she was super into Dylan. And that's a great one. Listening to it while going to sleep, and it was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. No. I don't know. I think it's just I don't know. He was always there for you, Sean. You didn't have a come to Dylan. Well, moment. guys, sometimes when. You're just the right kind of person. You just kind of you're born with you it. understand things a little better. You get things a little quicker. Sometimes it looks like everyone is standing still. It's called being misunderstood. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, uh, but you know what I do have. That was gonna be a song about I'm a genius, everybody, but let me workshop a little more. I don't wanna give you anything fucking uh, half baked here. So I got a three way tie for my number two is uh, uh, number one on the three way tie is uh, 1990s Under the Red Sky, a track on there called Wiggle Wiggle, which I wanted to hate, but uh, I like Wiggle Wiggle. What the fuck? It's not that. It's Bad Bob making me like Wiggle Wiggle. Fuck. He's yeah. fucking with us, dude. He's fucking with us. With Wiggle Wiggle, he's just like, oh yeah, you're a fan of Bob Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Wiggle Wiggle, huh? You like this one? Wiggle Wiggle, fucking... Uh, At least you had the integrity to go back and make sure you didn't like it. I, I liked it, though. I did. I was like, it. I was like, it's, you liked it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I'm like, it's corny, but I like it. I think Bob's fucking with me. I think he's fucking, you know. Um, Wait, before you move on, have you heard... 
the cover of Wiggle Wiggle. I've heard a few covers of Wiggle okay, Wiggle. Which one have you heard? Ah, God, I can't remember which ones. I heard a couple country country music ones today. Oh, okay. I want yeah, to hear there's a few. There's there's Gene Ween slash Ooh, version. What? Whoa. Where's Gene, well, that's definitely on the list, man. Yes. Um, yeah, the Gene Ween slash version of Bob Dylan's Wiggle Wiggle. Oh, yeah. Um, Proof that it's a great song. Another thing I hated was all these lists, these stupid Rolling Stone and Esquire magazine lists of bad Bob Dylan songs. Fucking, so you got pay to write an article, pay to write an article, pay to write an article about nothing. <laughs> and tied for number two in the three-way tie for second place is uh, the fact that uh, I was listening to some Bob Dylan songs and some Bob Dylan covers and it made me like a Jason Mraz song. <laughs> His cover of Man... Should name all the animals. He does that song. It's fucking yeah. good. I know. Yeah, fucking right in my mouth. Fart in my mouth, Marraz. <laughs> right there. He names all the animals. I know. So that, that I thought was bad, Bob. Thanks a lot, Dylan. I thought for, Ryan knew a little bit of that one for us. Yeah, we gave names to all the animals. Ooh, very good. In the beginning. In the beginning. Long time ago. Long time ago. That was hot, dude. That was hot. Thank you. It's been a so, while since I played that, but it's like riding a bike. Am I right? That's a lot like the Mraz version, too, which is fucking pretty interesting. Um, so, right, so I would. Is it my turn? Are we at number one? Number one. Oh, man. I'd like you guys to. Since Bob Dylan is a little jazzy. I'd like you guys to join me in a freeform jazzy improv. Love to, I'd love to. Before my first number one. Does have great hats. <laughs> he has whole fucking bouquets up in those motherfuckers sometimes, dude. Got bouquets, man. Sometimes you just like put a towel, just, <laughs> just drape a towel on there, just like it's fine. This is my hat. Sometimes a towel, then a hat over the towel, fucking. It does have good hats. That's a good fucking number one, Brian. Good Bob. Any other hats you like of his? Like I like um I like the one that I forget what era it is, but it's like uh I don't even know how to describe it, but it's this and that has this tiny brim all the way around the circular Ooh. circular hat. Oh like a derby kinda, yeah, yeah sorta. Kinda, yeah, it's like real rounded. Yeah. And this tiny brim. Also the Rolling Thunder hat's really cool, I think. And so all of his hats as you go on through it. And it's kind of like his Woody Guthrie, kind of like little yeah. Greek fisherman style caps right, yeah. at the beginning. I like those too. Um, fuck yeah. Dylan's hats. So, uh, I, I have a number one too, guys. Do you think uh, we could maybe bring it in a little... Uh...
Number one is uh, my list of Bad Bob is uh, all of Bob's illegitimate children. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's not real. Carolyn oh, Dennis, one of Bob's backup singers, uh, mothered uh, Desiree, one of uh, Bob's children, born in 1986. According to Bob's secret wife, Bob is an excellent father, but although Wikipedia lists his child count as six children, Carolyn Dennis says the child count can be as high as nine or ten children. So uh, he kept this relationship secret for 15 years. And uh, yeah, um, apparently he's a good dad. Wait, I don't know what that means. Why are they illegitimate if it's a secret wife? It's a secret wife, and there might be some more children out there that he's not claiming. Because <laughs> everybody is a rolling stone. Papa was a rolling, rolling stone. We did it, everybody. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brian Morris, Steve Garcia. All my listeners, please, please rate, respond, react, post, repost, double post, triple post. Sean Nader's two top tens. I got a cool uh, triple T design that we should all get tattooed on our faces. <laughs> I'll pay for the first four if they're under $7. All right, uh, do you guys have a song? I think you guys have a song prepared. All right, everybody, we're gonna um, let Brian and Steve take it home. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody, and uh, here's a song by Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's number one hit right now. <laughs>
Shot down his two top tens. Tune in next time.